Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Undiluted Truth. I am Ben, and let me introduce the episode we have for you today. It is entitled COVID Lies, Layers Peeled Back by an Expert. And uh, so we're going to pick up the Stu Peters show where we basically where we left off last time, but we're going to overlap just a little bit for you to give you some context. But let's go ahead and welcome in our host, Mike. And thank you, Ben. This is Mike and uh, welcome rock tumblers and truth seekers once again back in uh, this episode of COVID Lies and peeling back with an expert is yes, part, part two. two. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, is. I failed to mention that. That's so. okay. It's part two. <laughs> and as we roll here, you guys know how we do this. Uh, sometimes we roll fairly quickly, and sometimes we end up with three parts. And I can already tell you, I think this is going to be a three-parter, but mm. it is loaded, not for bear, but it is loaded with information. Uh, quickly, uh, Dr. J- Judy Mikovits uh, on here, uh, unbelievable qualifications, uh with what she does, educated here uh, in the state of Virginia, University of Virginia, uh, and at George Washington University with a, another uh, degree. So she is more than qualified. And more importantly, in this episode, she's going to get a little technical talking about things that take place in the, in the, in the lab. And I'm not even going to attempt to re, you know, or try to brief that. She does a good enough job at doing that. But more importantly... You're going to hear the name Anthony Fauci, I think, for the first time in parts one or two. And that's important because Dr. Judy Mikovits has worked with Anthony Fauci for years, going mm-hmm. all the way back to the 80s. So she is talking with a lot of validity. Yeah. So... I I don't think we need to do anything else. We can uh, we can buckle up, hang on, yeah, and Ben, let's, let's start. Let's roll. Tumbling rocks. Here we go. Uh, correct. And remember, it's not an it. There are dozens of variants in those cell lines. Those there are dozens of variants. There are dozens of viruses. Um, in every flu shot there's there and and um, sequences so it's easy for them to recombine so it's not an it and yes all of the data he's been doing this this is the all-important Fauci dossier um, that David Martin compiled um, and released you um, I can send you a copy of it for the notes of this show Um, but it's very important he's been doing this since at least the early 2000s planning step by step remember I said SARS and MERS the Middle East respiratory syndrome virus these were also lab evolved if you will not lab created you know but we were told it came from a seafood market in um in china um i'm just not sure how bats get into seafood markets but just the same um these you know these these viruses spread um they must live in a living host and and these are cell lines the the manufacturing facilities the manufacturing plants is a you know plants 
plants as in the like a manufacturing plant and um uh it's a it's a you grow up a cell line that you will grow in a two millimeter vial that is cryo frozen preserved at minus 70 and you and those cells they're like two million cells per vial up to like even 10 billion cells per vial and then you grow them in a fermenter in in a media that also contains cow blood or horse blood in some cases not necessarily with the coronaviruses you grow them up in large fermenters so there you have cow viruses we some of those vaccines like j and j are grown in aborted fetal tissue cell lines some called wi38 the one for the covid vaccines is um the per cell line that came from in 1985 so that cell line's been used in the lab to culture various viruses and study um disease and every time you want to grow those viruses you grow them in the cell line so they are right in 2015 in that nature paper that i first discussed on joshua phillips epoch times show april 8th of 2020 right there in the material methods of the paper it shows um that the cell line came from fort dietrich's USAMRID, U.S. Army Research Institute of Infectious Disease, biosafety level four facility, and it was shipped to Wuhan, China, and paid for by Tony Fauci, when in 2015, those types of studies were illegal. So yes, we can march all the way in since the early 2000s, and even as early as 1999, um, which is when the NIH vaccine program was started with the admission by then NIH director Harold Varmus that when you do xenotransplantation, and I'll break down that word for you in a minute, when you do xenotransplantation, you risk that a dormant virus, that a virus that isn't even noticed by another animal like a dog or a chicken or or a monkey, um, then transmits in that needle, in that syringe, in that um, heart transplant, uh, um, and and is and then can cause disease, can recombine and new strains and new variants in immune compromised people. So, what is xenotransplantation? Xeno xeno is the word meaning foreign. Xeno uh, means foreign. Transplantation. Anytime you put foreign tissue into another species, that xenotransplantation. So every blood transfusion and every vaccine that is an injection is a xenotransplantation. And, and right there in slides and in our book, and, and as we've been presenting the data over years, right then in 1999, then NIH Director Harold Varmus showed or, and, and said, we have to be very careful. We recognize the risk of doing xenotransplantation in in patients like HIV AIDS patients, in people like cancer patients. The risk is in the immune compromise that you can create um, literally uh, new strains of deadly viruses. You know, when we do... I'm going to stop it right there. There's a mouthful, but we want to do a little recap here. Uh, Let's just start from... Right up here at the at what we were just talking about, xenotransplantation. Mm-hmm. Now, there's the word of the day. 
Say it with me. Xeno transplantation. (laughs) What is that? It is getting, to me, this was big because she said every vaccine, every injection is a xeno transplantation, which which means foreign. It means you are getting an injection from another animal whether it be animal blood cells of sorts, it could it could give you another virus, and of course that's been the big talk that we're being in, injected with viruses. Now, staying on just the beginning of what she's talked about or was talking about here was, I say the beginning. I should say the the last thing she's starting to mention HIV and AIDS, right. When we start this back up, listen very, very close. Excuse me. At where she's going to go, this is extremely important. I think this is uh, this is another. You know, we've been saying some of these things are neutron bombs. This is a big one. Uh, listen to this. Okay. So she's very, very technical in what she's talking about. That's going on in these labs and so forth. Um, I know that one of the things that I felt like was Interesting. Just picking back up, I don't remember if we did it. Mentioned it in part one, but the MERS, the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, yeah. um, was lab originated. Yeah, now, I, we've we've heard of that, mm-hmm. right? I, I believe that was slightly overlapped, but yeah, I, I, that one hit me on that podcast as well. Yeah, yeah, and then of course, you know, just bear with us here. With you know, with she, she's talking, uh, you're going to hear things like Y38 cell lines and, mm-hmm. and and these sort of things. But keep in mind, she is right there with her expertise. And I'm not even sure if we mentioned this from the very beginning, but we are listening to the Stu, Stu Peter show. Uh, right. Yes. So just wanted to remind our listeners of that. So, all right, listen to. Once again, the HIV connection and ready to go. Do the work in the laboratory the, to understand them as I did in the 90s. The idea was we knew there was a strain of Ebola that called the Reston strain that was not pathogenic. And then we knew that the Ebola strain Zaire was highly pathogenic. So the question is, what is it? What are the sequences in the virus that make it? highly pathogenic. And we, we understood what those were by the end of 1999. And, and we understand what they do is they elicit that inflammatory cytokine storm, that IL-6, IL-1, TNF, the, what gives you the fever, what gives you the chills, what gives you the headaches. And that's why you know that this vaccine is not a vaccine, this uh, mRNA surrounded by a synthetic lipid nanoparticle. That means it's a synthetic virus because viruses package in the host cell fat the RNA of the virus. Otherwise, our immune system would degrade it like a Pac-Man very quickly. So that's why they had to create, you, you remember from Dr. Malone, who discovered the mRNA vaccine technology, the trick wasn't the mRNA. The trick was, the invention was getting a synthetic um, fat particle that wouldn't break down 
that's stabilized with polyethylene glycol, which 70% of America will have an allergic reaction because that is, and it may be an anaphylactic, a deadly one, because that's in a lot of makeup products and other things. So you can have allergic reactions if you're exposed. So, so this technology, these, these scientific truths have been known um, since the days of HIV AIDS. So you can absolutely not only implicate Tony Fauci, but people Tony Fauci has paid, like the Barrick Lab, like um, like Ian Lipkin's lab in in Columbia, um, and and you know they they've done this for decades, and and um, and and we know that the evidence is all there, and that's what um, Dr. Martin's um, dossier shows with respect to Moderna with respect to the people that have the patents. Moderna was not a vaccine company. They were a gene therapy or a chemotherapy company. Um, That is, you engineer cells to produce uh, certain proteins that they can't produce and thereby cure cancers and things. So these gene therapy vectors are the same vectors my colleagues and I have worked with in the lab um, to cure cancer and things for decades. It's when these technologies are used for evil and not good that we have a problem. Okay, we're going to pause there, right? And, and of course, that noise is not in our studio. It, it's coming from <laughs> Dr. Dr. Judy Mikovits, uh, uh, uh location, wherever she is. She is not there in studio with uh, Stu Peters. But uh, uh, a couple of things there. She did mention Moderna, as we, mm-hmm. you know, that has been in our conversation prior, you know, in a couple of other episodes, been, yeah. you know, about some of these companies, and, and they're not known for, uh, for vaccines and so forth, but uh, Moderna she she brings up that it was it, it was known for some other things and and you know even into uh some chemotherapies and 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 that sort of thing right. and she touched on it just before the noise there at her uh her home i guess it was but these companies were actually doing some good things but what happens is some of this uh, you know some of the this research and whatnot is designed for good and let somebody with a perverted or an evil mind get a hold of it. Right. And it's, it's twisted into something that is extremely bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other, the other thing I wanted to highlight here was the Ebola. She was talking about the, the Ebola right. and the two different strands. I think this is very critical because it's, there was one strand she gave names to them. Uh, forgive me. I don't remember the exact name and it's not really important to what uh, the actual design is, but she said they had a pathogenic cell side and then a non-pathogenic. So basically you had Ebola and one was pathogenic, the other strand non-pathogenic, and you could identify them that way. So this thing keeps getting a little bit deeper and deeper. And I think as it gets deeper, to me, it, it, it makes it a little bit more understandable because that right there, and, and we'll move on after this, uh, that right there sort of leans to, I know that there's been a lot of questions. People will say, well, this person, this relative got the COVID and this person got the COVID Mm -hmm. and this one spent eight weeks in the hospital. It was terribly, you know, they're all both healthy. And this person seemed to get over it in about four days. Right. That tells me something, you know, it's leaning toward you know, the differences in these strands and, and there's many strands. And she touched on that with all of the different, uh, 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 the, the amount of cells 
and so forth that are in these vials. Right. So with the thought of just because you're diagnosed with COVID, it depends on what strand of let's let's be straight. I, I see it, what you're saying. It's yeah. actually it's actually Corona. Let's right. be straight. It's, you know, but it depends on which one it is. So say they've got a hundred strands out there, hundred variants or whatever, mm-hmm. and they've decided doesn't matter which one you have. We're going to call them all COVID, or we're going to call them all the deadly virus. Right, right. They are not all the same. Okay. That's yeah, what, I see where you're going. Yeah, you see. I mean, the thing the thing that struck me in that whole thing is like where the the viruses can reconstitute essentially in people. Yeah. And it's going to be different for everybody. So you're injecting somebody and somebody else, especially with a compromised immune system, if it reconstitutes in them, that could be deadly for them. And and all they did was go out to get the vaccine to to protect themselves, not knowing that this could occur. It's like, really? Absolutely. I just... Absolutely. Wow. So, okay. I think Stu is finally getting ready to speak. Uh, <laughs> all right. Dr. Mikevis has been on a bit of a roll. Here we go. <laughs> and we're going to get into this, um, but running up against a break here, just real quick, real quickly answer. Can this be stopped? Absolutely. Okay, great. More with Dr. Judy Mikovits in 60 seconds as the Stu Peter show continues. Okay, so Stu's taking a taking a little bit of a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't have to take so a break. But... Yeah, so we're you know, we're going to we're going to pick it back up here, you know, after his break and uh we don't want to we don't want to be a part of any of his uh, advertising commercials or anything. So, uh let's see if we can we can join him just after his break here. All right. All right. We ready, Ben? Yeah. All right. In in those lots, it, it, in the lots of vaccines that she showed, um, yes, when you see those electron micrographs, um, you can see absolutely what it is and characterize it by the technologies because of the chain of custody was such that that couldn't have been put in those shots. Um, yes, there is truth to that. And clinically, it, you know, this is where we see some of the poison that doesn't make sense if it were an mRNA or the lipid nanoparticle causing the, the, the reactions or the responses. Okay, quickly, uh, uh, Stu had asked her about this, uh, this envelope, the synthetic part, uh, being uh, base of basically either traceable and or uh, magnetic. So it's, okay. it, 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 she's speaking uh, to that. Okay, I, I thought we missed something, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Okay. The- adverse reactions. So the inserts, pharmacist whistleblowers have been coming forward. The inserts in these things are completely blank. The only words on them is this page left intentionally blank. We have talked about ad nauseum. You go open a bottle of Advil, you get, I mean, you have to get out your magnifying glass. All of the possible adverse events that could occur from just an Advil are listed on this tightly folded up piece of paper that expands to the size of an umbrella. Or a card. Um, yeah. They're intentionally left blank. If Somebody really wanted to know what's in them because nobody does. Or what would CBS you tell receipt. them? If somebody was considering this inoculation. Well, what's in it? What would your answer be? Um, well, um, my answer would be I wouldn't consider the inoculation and, and I won't at all until we know what's in it. And they're intentionally left blank, in my opinion, because this is a, a large clinical trial. 
Um, so they're not going to tell you which ones are saline. They're not going to tell you what the adverse reactions, because those, those, those data safety sheets, they, they tell you the reactions. They tell you who got fevers, who got chills, which is what's in the manuscripts of the animal trials. So these are, we are the animal trial, and we knew that under the emergency use, which is why they could never legally be mandated, which was what we've been fighting for the last six months, because, you know, that. I, I would tell them, no, I'm not an experimental animal. You can't coerce me. It's against all mm-hmm. laws of our, all our constitutional rights um, and the Nuremberg Code. This is what we've been saying. I would tell them, no, until we see, you know, you're not going to inject a, a, a vial of liquid that, that could, could kill me or my newborn baby. And we'd know that. And uh-uh, not happening. Quickly. Yeah, I, I was going to say something too, but uh, you want me to go first? or No, you go. Oh, I was go just going to say, like, what she's saying, it was the violation of that code. and you no, Nuremberg Code, yes. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm just wondering, like she's saying, it's a violation of that. It's a violation of some other things. And yet you have employers trying to mandate this vaccine to their employees. And, and they, they can't. They shouldn't be able to mandate an experimental drug to their vac to their employees. Period. Yeah. Now, when it's you know it's it's under the emergency, forgive me, emergency use um, emergency use act. Yeah, but uh, uh, the reason it being I should say being that it is makes it non forcible. You can't require it. It can't be required. You can't force anybody to get it because of that. Okay. You know yeah, it, yeah. It, that it states that. So uh, that's one thing. Uh, so there's violations happening left and right, and that's oh, yeah. she 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 touched on both of them. One thing I, I don't want us to miss when she said we are we are part of the trial. Mm-hmm. If you heard her, she said you could possibly get the saline. Injection. Yeah, I caught that. So it's like, so, are they doing placebos on yes, some of them? Absolutely. It's like, and she she knows every part of every trial. So basically, you'll have a lot of let's just say you know two hundred fifty thousand uh, uh, vials at, at Walgreens, and right. that, that one could have this mixture, and then you know uh, CVS that so, mixture in different locations. But one of these, say four hundred thousand uh, uh, vials that they're giving is a vaccine could just be nothing but saline. So, so it makes me wonder, cause I mean, we've had some friends that have gone out and taken this. It's like, it, and some have said, Oh, they didn't have any symptoms whatsoever. It, it makes me wonder now is like, did they just get a saline shot? It is she touched. And then other people are reporting headaches, fever, chills, this and that, or, you know, right. Yeah. Or, or even worse, getting back in the hospital and dying. It, Exactly, so, and she touches on on that. I think a, yeah, another okay. ta- time or two, and of course we know you know the informed consent. A whole page just says page left blank. Just do that's, it anyway. That's the informed yeah. consent. Right. The whole page is just left blank, and it says. My understanding is you get the it says this page left blank, sort, and, sort of on purpose. And what are you taught to do whenever you sign a contract? What do you, read, what, what are reasonable read, people taught to do? Read everything. Make yeah. sure you know what you're getting into. And these people, oh, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, why is this blank? It is. It is. Um, a, no. It is a violation. It can't be. <laughs> it cannot be. Oh man. Required by an employer. Can't be forced upon anybody. But yet, they're doing it. It's happening. Oh yeah. So, okay. Let's continue. 
Speaking to the clinical trial deal, and I don't know, I'm sure that you're far too busy for this, but at StuPeters.tv, for all, the, all of you watching this, there is leaked tapes of a conversation between an inoculation victim who's been diagnosed with Guillain-Barre polio. Uh, now this has moved into unexplainable tremors. Her neurologist said this is a direct result of the Moderna vaccine. She called Moderna, talked to a spokesperson there who openly admitted in a recorded conversation that we aired at StuPeters.tv that, yes, everyone who accepts this inoculation is participating in a trial. Every single right. person is an experiment. So we don't know what's in them other than graphene oxide and a small amount of mRNA. How do these things work? I mean, is this an intentional, is this a bioweapon intentionally being released to make people sick and kill them? Is this population control or am I a conspiracy theorist? Um, no, I mean, it really is a bioweapon that is intentionally because that spike protein. And, and again, that's only those lots. You know, uh, remember, this experiment will have different doses, different levels, different combinations of those other things like graphene oxide, different metals, different um, we, you know, different um, stability of the mRNA, different vectors for the protein in the J and J, the adenovirus vector, different strains. This is an experiment. So you can get, you know, just, um, you know, one lot having the graphene oxide. You can get several other lots with other things. So, um, and, and um, this, you know, the, the, the mRNA or the protein expression, that spike protein is a combination of HIV envelope, meaning the HIV spike protein, XMRV, the mouse gamma retroviruses, that new family of viruses we discovered and isolated with people from, oh, Guillain-Barre, oh, multiple sclerosis, oh, myalgic encephalomyelitis. Well, now Tony Fauci's calling that long-haul COVID. You know, no, it's the same disease you gave them when you when you mixed HIV and the XMRVs and the xenotransplantation of a blood supply that was contaminated for 30 years. Listen until to this. We discovered that in 2006. Yes. I mean, this is this is pretty or 2009. We started doing the work in 2006. And this what do these stunning. patients get? Oh, the same cytokine storm as COVID. You know, this is this is weaponized and, and they know exactly. And they're experimenting on blacks. They're experimenting on the military. They're experimenting on the heavily vaccinated. You know, we knew from the MMR, three RNA viruses. We knew that in, and this was 2002, we knew that if blacks, um, Hispanics, Native Americans, people of color got, got boys, got the MMR vaccine before they were three years old, they were two to four times more likely to get autism. Well, or a diagnosis of autism. Well, that's not because a virus knows you're a black man any more than HIV knew you were a gay or an IV drug user. A virus knows your immune system. And a virus knows what other pathogens are carrying with it, what other poisons in the days thinking about the graphene oxide in the days of HIV AIDS, the people that got the sickest were doing the drugs, were had other co-infections like mycoplasma, mold, um, um, the XMRVs is what we found, the women what that Tony Fauci called chronic fatigue syndrome instead of myalgic encephalomyelitis was his inflammation of the brain and the spinal cord. Well, that's what MS is. And the damage is done the same way by the immune system. So, so, did, so did HIV AIDS really have anything to do with homosexual sex? <laughs> no. We're going to stop it right there. That question, and it was oh, just my answered. Goodness. Think about that one. The HIV virus 
had nothing to do with homosexual sex. Listen to how she finished. She says no. We'll let her finish, and then we'll pause it again because we're about ready uh, to wrap up here with time. But but this, I wanted to bring your attention to this. This, this is a neutron bomb. Okay, here we go. It was, that was the first time that Tony Fauci and, and the, the politicians decided to experiment on um, a vulnerable community, on a community that perhaps um, they wanted to eliminate in our country. Um, and, and that's the LGBTQ community. I mean, for me right now, I'm horrified that the LGTB community would stand up and anybody with an HIV infection or, or um, would, would ever trust them and get another shot. And black people. I mean, we have to remember that African-Americans were the experimental laboratory animals for these people, for Tony Fauci, for these politicians. Joe Biden was there uh, at that time because I think he's been a senator, well, by his count, for 192 years, I think he said the other day, um, from the so- so-called presidential pulpit. Wow, he looks good um, for 192 so- or even when, they're, when you're talking about eliminating a certain person by experimenting or a group of people, you're talking about then gay people and black people. Now right. we are looking at this incessant push, constant advertising, YouTube videos, people singing songs, celebrities, the president of the United States, politicians everywhere. It's everywhere. You cannot go anywhere, Dr. Mikovits, without seeing this push for these jabs Everybody, they want a needle in every single arm in the world. Okay, we'll we'll pause it right there. And of course, that last part, uh, not to gloss over. That's a loadful. That the the wow. the HIV in AIDS. Mm-hmm. So, and she makes a statement later, uh, and I can uh, I can mention this now. And she makes the statement of why do you think that you don't hear anything today about HIV calling, uh, causing, I'm sorry, AIDS, because it was all an injection. It was, yeah. it, it was, it was that virus, HIV, the, the virus was injected into this, these groups of, of people had nothing to do with the, uh, you know, homosexual yeah. sex. Well, I, I found, cause I, I have some people that, um, their children have come down with autism. And, um, I, what I found interesting was she mentioned the MMR shot which you get, I think, several, um, but they changed when you get certain ones over the last several years, and there's been an onslaught of autism um, lately, and a lot of people are trying to fight it, and they, they keep coming back with, oh, there's no correlation. She says that they knew that there was a correlation if they give it earlier that it could cause autism. Their, their, their chances I mean, I'm were, like, wow. Were, yeah, their chances were greater. And the MM, the, the problem with the MMR shot, because that's measles, mumps, and rubella. Right. So they used to give them separate. Okay, yes. When they put them all together, that was the hot shot. That was the, you know, that was the hyped up on steroids. Boom. That's okay. when the trouble started. Okay. And I'm not sure where they are now, but people can, you know, the parents can go, you know what? I don't want that shot. And right now, you can sort of dictate. I, me personally, I wouldn't get any of them. Yeah, she I, I, she yeah. mentions you should not get any kind of injection until you do your research, until you find out what's in it, because all of these things. And she's going way back in time. All of these oh, yeah. things 
yeah. were had had bad intentions from the very get go, and really, what what we're seeing is right. research. And and some of these people, she's one of them. We're in the lab looking for good things. We're mm-hmm. looking for you know cancer, you know treatments, you know research for you know for other diseases and and, and cancerous things. And people have taken this and just run wild with it for no good reasons. And yeah. you know our citizenry, Ben, needs to know. The truth, I feel. Oh yeah. You know, we have but, a responsibility to to educate them, and there's so much out there. There go, I mean, yeah. G- but, guys and gals, uh, uh, um, please turn over rocks. Don't please don't get weary. Uh, you know, we thank you for joining uh, joining us. We thank uh, uh, guys like Stu Peters and and, and Dr. Judy Mikovits uh, and all of those that are trying to get this this message out. Um, so here we go uh, on this particular episode, and I can tell you it is going to be a part three. There's more mm-hmm. to come. I think yeah. part three should wrap it up here, but Boy, when you keep, you know, keep your, keep your head to the ground and your nose to the grindstone, uh, so to speak, as they say, but, uh, Ben, let's, uh, let's go to our creator as we, as we wrap up today. Dear father in heaven, once again, we thank you for your many blessings upon us. Lord, we thank you as our creator. We thank you for being our creator. Lord, we thank you that we are indeed fearfully and wonderfully made. Lord, we pray that uh, you will help to give us discernment as we continue to tumble rocks to see what you have actually placed in our bodies to keep us healthy. There is so much out there. There's so much misinformation, Lord. And Lord, we, we ask that you forgive those who are blindly making decisions unknowingly. Uh, because there there are many. Help us to communicate to them in a, in a way that represents you, your love. <laughs> After all, yes. uh, Jesus is love, and that's who we want to emulate. We want to uh, see through the lens of his eyes. So, Lord, uh, again, uh, as we part ways today, we ask for blessings upon all those that are listening, special uh, care and may your Holy Spirit guard those uh, such as Stu Peters and, and Judy Mikovits and, and many more, Lord. Um, we thank you again uh, for allowing us this platform to be able to uh, speak to folks and to help to educate. And as we part ways, Lord, we ask that all of our motives, uh, every intent of them be pure. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.